Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM, bringing you episode 73 of What the Dice. That's right guys, 73 episodes in, and we have just started a new arc. That's right, this arc is all above the sea and in a little ship that is a zeppelin that we call the Murdoch. Now, Faye has just joined us, we've got all sorts of really cool stuff going on, and the story took months to write. Now, remember, this is an actual play, so none of the players actually know what's going on. All the story is in my strange little head, and I spew the words like magic. And then they ruin my magic with dice. And then I ruin their day with dice. And then they kill my bosses. And then we all laugh, and then the table laughs, and then we wonder why there's a mimic in the office. So yeah. Don't forget, we got a merch shop, too. Head on over to whatthedice.weebly.com, find the link, and buy some swag. That's all I got, so I'm going to let you guys get on with this week's episode of What the Dice. We walk up the coastline to the campfire that has been burning bright. The same campsite we have been visiting for several months now. The story seller sits and on top of the strange book that he reads from, he holds a small model. This handcrafted model is that of a zeppelin, and the name worn with time is the Murdoch. He smiles. Ah, me friends, have I ever told you I actually was a chance to be a crewman on the beautiful Murdoch? It was many years ago before the Murdoch was banned from the Holy City. I was given the chance to be a part of the crew, but I opted to stay in the sea, for the sea seemed to call me every day. Now, the thing about the Murdoch, it is a gambler's paradise. It is restful, it is peaceful, and you can lose a king's ransom in a matter of days. But it seems as if the adventuring party, the Alpha Team, has a chance to just relax. They do not seem to want to bid and play the cards. But a rest and some relaxation will do them some good. And it will give them a chance to learn of their new teammate, the strange and mysterious Faye. Well, me friends, sit back and hear me tale. In the last episode, you guys had a chance to get a little bit of dirt from Terry the Steward, who seems to like to talk a lot. And you also got a chance to meet a new member to the Alpha Team with the name of Faye. Who just suddenly dropped in our laps. Yes. And Faye, you also noticed that inside your book, there is a ticket for the Murdoch. Of course there is. <laughs> you also notice that this does not have the scent of the Rat Scholar. In fact, it has no scent on it whatsoever. I've been had. This tends to happen a lot to you, 
Aren't you glad you joined the Institute? As you guys are flying overhead, the music in the casino has changed quite a bit. It is now a little bit more peppier. The gamblers have moved on to what sounds like a card game. What would be the equivalent of 21? Do you mean Blackjack? Yes. Okay. Gold Cat seems to be the one making more wins than others and seems to make several off-colored comments about the halfling and the half-orc. They seem to take it in good stride as most gamblers would take as he is still dishing out plenty of money for them all to try to get from him. Sitting at the bar, you see the half the dwarf nobleman and the elf nobleman. They are arguing over the prices that they are choosing to pay. In the sitting area, you see the young human female and the older looking elf female sitting across and just death glaring each other. The drow is behind the kitchen with the clockwork robots prepping the impressive spread of food that you see sitting at the counters. What would you guys like to do? Well, Kalila's probably going to just be enjoying the view, walking around, listening to the sights. She's never, one, been in a casino, two, been in a Zeppelin, three, been in anything this fancy other than the palace itself at the Holy Kingdom. So she's just like looking at all the new shiny things like a cat would. Mm -hmm. What about you, Defibulous? What are you doing? Defibulous is going to wander around the ship looking at all the new technological stuff that he hasn't seen and start sketching stuff. All right. And Clyde. I'm going to walk around the tables and the stuff and look for cheaters. Well, as you walk up to Golcat, he gives you a, a nod and he goes, it's nice to see some uh, real humans on board and really showing uh, these uh, freaks how it should be. We humans ought to look out for each other. Know what I mean? I'm not sure I know what you mean. I don't consider anybody here a freak since nature helps in everything that we do. Ah, you're one of them shiny boys, huh? Well, what are you guys called? Palafins? Pal pal Paladins, that's that. Correct, eh. Paladin. Yeah, eh. I see less and less of y'all running about. It's kind of nice. That as it may be. What's your thoughts on all that, uh, Wuja disappearing? I'm sorry, I'm not sure I know what you are referring to by Wuja. You know, Wuja, the, that, that crap that, uh, the freaks were born with. Like, uh, oh, he nudges the, the halfling. What's that crap called? The halfling just shakes his head. Magic. It is called magic. Yeah, that crap. You mean the force that can help anybody in their everyday life that um, would not be considered a freak? Yeah, that crap. Give me a good old pistol, good old clockwork robot, and a good deck of cards, and I'm happy. Good. I am glad that you're happy. Uh, one force of magic and all that can disappear, so it's kind of, you know, important. Yeah, we'll see. I think us humans are going to adapt faster than these others. But, uh, until then, I'm going to keep getting my cash from them. Well, you have a fun time. That is what this is here for. 
He gives you a nod as he slaps his cards down. 21! Pay up! The other two seem to just kind of laugh and pay up as the robot, the clockwork robot, begins to shuffle and deal again. Clyde, anything else you'd like to do? Um, I'm going to watch for um, cheating, that kind of thing. Um, okay. Since he is um, talking about clockwork robots, I'm actually going to walk over to Defibulous and ask him to look at this one to see if, you know, just observe if he thinks it was tampered with in any way or continues to possibly be, you know, under the table tamper with in some way. As far as dealing goes. Alright. So, you're wanting me to see if the, the loudmouth jerk tampered with the robot to cheat? Basically, he seems to be, you know, he somewhat knowledgeable then because he's like, give me pistol clockwork and a uh, deck cards and he's happy so we might actually know exactly what to do uh, one second let me finish this drawing all right take me to the robot and i do all right walking over to the robot i need a knowledge engineering 26 you watch the robot and it seems to be working just fine it doesn't look like it is dealing cards strangely or anything like that. What kind of knowledge does, or how well does Defibulous know cards? Like Blackjack 21 poker, stuff like that. He knows a fair bit about gambling. It just never interests him. So would you know if they were dealing the cards right or wrong? Is that something you you have to have a knowledge check for that? Yes and no. It depends because if he had no interest in it, it may be the now he had no he had zero interest in it. Mm. Now I think he he'd probably be smart enough to know if the uh, the cards aren't being dealt right, especially if he games with his brother any. Well, it's definitely dealing correctly. He'll turn to Clyde. Man. The machine's dealing the cards right, and the machine seems to be functioning correctly. All right. Thank you very much. I was just wondering because of. You know, how he is acting. He will instruct Clyde what to look for on the cards if they're being dealt incorrectly. And he said most, if it's cheating, it'll have some type of mechanism around the wrist to get the card back, in, a card into its hand to shoot out. If, if it doesn't have any of that, you should be okay. Okay. And I'll also look uh, at the gentleman in case he has something like that as well. He is actually wearing a short sleeve shirt. It looks like he has taken off his jacket and rolled up his sleeves up to like, you know, where it looks like a short sleeve and it's playing fair. He just is very, it's clear that he is very outright, does not like anything that is not human. Okay. I, you know, suspicions happen because of people's uh, viewpoints and how they act. Oh, Absolutely. Let me guess, he's a racist, loudmouth jerk? Correct. Yeah, you see a lot of those around gambling tables. Especially once the booze starts flying? Oh, boy. Um, both of you can give me a perception check. Holy crap. 21. Fibulous? 26. All right. You both see everyone at this table has got several bottles in front of them and have been drinking liberally. 
Anything else I can do for you, Clyde? No, that's the gist of it for right now. Thank you very much. All right, I'm going back to wandering. Kalila, would you like to do anything? Um, Kalila's enjoying the view. She's never seen a forest from how many feet up in the air are we? Uh, you're at cloud level. Do I see clouds or do I see... Well, she's never seen clouds either. So she's... She, I'm not kidding. She's walking around like a, a very happy cat. Tail's just wagging. She's just looking around at all the pretty. She's never been in a luxury lane, Zeppelin before. And she doesn't have any interesting gambling. So she's enjoying the view. As you walk around, a young the young human female walks up and smiles. First time? Her ears will perk up and go, yes, actually. Yours? No. Uh, I get invited to things like this actually more often than you would think. It's nice when elves treat us with a little bit more respect than the others. She points out, she goes, so... If you look, that's where the dock was, which means we're heading to the other continent. I know that my ticket is for a small casino that is being built over in the uh, lizard folk area. That's where I'm being taken to acquire some new clothing. Have you ever seen a lizard folk? I've only ever heard of them. Oh yes, I've dealt with them many a times. In fact, uh, the, the gentleman who invited me is taking me there because it's where we met. I worked out of there with my parents for a short time. My father is a not-so-successful businessman, and uh, my ex-fiance was a, oh, what do they call them? A sellsword? That's it, a sellsword. And he took an arrow to the neck and never saw him again. Mm, normally, one doesn't survive an arrow to the neck. No, no, but uh, I was being married down, so it's kind of a plus. So sorry. She goes, but no, we're going to a place called Godsville? Oh, our... Apparently ran by dwarves. Yes, I, I've heard about that. Uh, most of the crew is actually, I believe, related to people in Godsville. I forget which. I know that we're trying to acquire the, the Murdoch because we're trying to get it out of the dwarves' hands because they don't want to continue to upgrade it and get it to the luxury it can really have to it. Gambling is nice and everything, but it can sometimes bring unsavory types. Her Ooh. eye shoots over at Gold Cat, like him. He has a bounty on his head in several areas. That's why he is actually leaving the main continent. Who? But you didn't hear that from me, of course. Oh, of course not. Who, by the way? I don't know anybody on this other than my my traveling companions, Clyde and Defibulous. The obvious stick out like a sore thumb like I do, people. On here. He is the human at the table. Um, he is a known cheat and drunkard and womanizer, and he has to leave the main continent because there's a bounty on his head. It's not a big bounty, but... He's a coward and doesn't want to face facts because it's like either he gets thrown in jail or he dies and he doesn't want to do either. So he's running like a coward would. But you I didn't hear you that know from him me, personally. No, I just know him through the stories I've been told by my benefactor. Ah, shows all right. Well, make sure not to mention that to the paladin or somebody might get punched. I would be worried. 
I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get punched, but of well, course. Well, if that's the case, then tell the paladin as she points to her friend. Hmm, I, I might. <laughs> well, you enjoy the flight. I hope you get to get many more of these. They're always so much fun. She's like, I'm fascinated so far. I can't jump this high, that's for sure. Not many can. Wait, somebody can? Well, I've seen a giant do it once. You've seen a giant? Yes. Where? Oh, it was the last one of its kind that we know of, and it was on the main continent, and it was weird. He was rampaging through my village, and some adventurers came and defeated him, and he jumped and fell and went splat. It was horrible. What's this? What town? What what town was that? She mentions a town that is a podunk town that you might have heard of. Okay. She gives you a light tap on the shoulder, and she goes... And if you want a really good drink, if you go to the bots and you tell them you want a grasshopper, it is just the sweetest, mintiest drink you'll ever have. Giving you a nod, she walks off and gives a stare, stern glare at the other elf female, or at the elven female. She'll take note of the glare, but not say or do anything about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Faye, would you like to join the rest of the team on the main floor? Sure, but I'll take the roundabout way and make sure I've got everything mapped out in my head. Okay. Right, I'm trying to figure out exactly what to do. Yeah, maybe around the edges of the room, just kind of observe. Okay. Is there anything particular you're looking for, or just taking in at all? General observation, um, making note of who is on board, um, general layout of the room, exits, etc. So the only exit that you know of is pretty much where Terry is standing. It is basically, it leads out to the, um, well, not the only exit. It is the, the exit that would lead you out to the outer walkway. I'm actually going to just give you some doors. And there. And then he is the, like, the game plank doors is where he's standing. Anything else you'd like to look for? Anything that seems interesting for my line of work. You do overhear a couple of conversations about the Murdoch being sold, contracts. Uh, you do hear about just murmurs of just that normal nobility, talking gossip nobility. Uh, can I get a perception check, though? 24. With 24... You overhear the elf male at the bar, Volin, talk about how he has most of the crew under contract already, and that this scummy little dwarf has no right to try claiming in. The dwarf automatically fires back, calling him a knife ear, as well as other insults that would probably be a little bit more akin to things of such manner, and says that he doesn't have two coppers to rub together to afford what needs to happen with this ship with this airship and that elves would only use it to show off that elves are better than everyone else which is not true the insults do fling back and forth pretty rapidly until the dwarf storms off and gets heads to the buffet interesting yeah so the dwarf just insinuated that uh Volan is broke Yes. File that away for later. Would anyone else like to do anything? 
now I'm just kind of walking around looking for not so bad people doing bad things. Okay. How does the paladin entertain himself? After about an hour of being in air, all of you notice the three dwarves come up the stairs and tell everyone that, you know, they are at flying altitude as they head off to their rooms. Basically letting you guys know that the captain is in charge and that he is at the helm. It seems as if this is either a very laxed flight or if this flight was purposely undersold. A lot of you can tell by the size of it that this place should have a lot more people in it or it's for short flights with a lot of gambling. So it's an, an it's a pretty empty house, so to speak. Yeah. Pretty empty house. Yeah, actually, now that you would mention it, Kalila probably would happen to notice that there's not very many bodies. You know, actual peoples on here. And we'll continue to make her way around, listening to things, checking out the views, petting her spider. Yes, Hugin's with her. Yes, I figured. As time passes, now Kalila and Faye, can I get perception checks? Hold on, mathing. Yep. I, th I think that's a 32. Okay. She's mathing too. Yep. 26. Kalila is the only one that hears it. As the elf male walks over to what would be his wife, you get a chance to notice that they have a slight argument. She gives a stern look and seems to say something in Elven that is not... That just by vocal tones, it seems as if they are having a small, small argument. Lover's quarrel? It doesn't look like a lover's quarrel. It looks as if they are having a legitimate... You would... It would be like akin to... Like, you would see this look when your mother and father fought over something that was important. Be it like... He needs to buy new nets, and he won't because he knows he can get some more mileage out of the old ones. That kind of, like... Okay, so can I see that Faye's right there next, close to me? Uh, she is at the bar. Well, I don't speak Elven. <laughs> Just, but the body language tells you a lot. She's going to quietly, nonchalantly, you know, Zoidberg style over to, uh, Faye. And be like, do you speak Elven? I don't know. Do I speak Elven? Hang on. <laughs> I do not have your character sheets up, so I don't know either. Okay. No, just common and undercommon. <laughs> you did not give me many languages, dude. Hey, I, I gave you what it let me give you. Well, Koala will then shrug and go, well, those two look unhappy. And motion a slight nod in the direction of the, the oh-so-happy couple. Hey, Perception. Same with Kalila, since you're both looking that way. 26. 29? So both of you notice that she in common says the word harlot and points at the human female that spoke to you earlier before they return to arguing in Elven. The argument continues for another moment before they both walk away from each other. And she walks up to the bar and starts to drink. Kalila suddenly acts like she never saw her. 
Yep, none of my business. Fabulous. Besides drawing, is there anything you would like to do? He's just walking around, like I said, checking out the mechanical stuff in the place, listening to people talk. Just kind of having a good time. This is very different than trudging through woods or traveling on a wagon. Like, what? everyone is in sticker shock, essentially, I think. Yeah. By this time, the card game has broken up. Golcat uh, has gone to the bar. The halfling seems to be relaxing over by the windows. And the half-orc is over at the buffet. Defibulous. You need to give me a perception. 31. With the 31, you notice that the half-orc that has taken off his na- his jacket is wearing a fancy shirt. And the thing that you notice the most is that there's a tag still attached to it, like a purchase tag. On it, it says a gift from the short, short bolt industries. It's going to narrow his eyes and make its way over to the orc. Half-orc. Half-orc. Where is he at on the map so I know where to move myself? Uh, straight down over by the, the buffet. Howdy. He smiles. He goes, ham good. Have you had ham like this? He's glazed in, I think, honey. Mm, looks like honey ham. He is good. I had not have this back at the mountain. So, that's a pretty fancy nice shirt you're wearing there, buddy. It was gift for me giving old family uh, territory away. To, by the looks of it, I would say the short bolt family. Yeah, gave pretty bag of shinies to buy land. Not use. Family all hunters and watch war, and I didn't care. I wanted to be a noble and travel world. Mm, so what was the name of the short bolt person that gave that to you? It was a woman. Short. Thank you. Flowing black hair. Wear a very strange purple outfit. Not like most women. Not it Wear pants. Tight pants with boots. And had a look that would probably kill you at 20 paces? Yes. Look of hardened warrior. That scare me. Probably had a holster or two on her that had no weapons in it? No, it had big weapon. Something that had spinny bits. I don't know. I I have no interest in that. I want to be like fancy nobleman and, and travel. This was first ticket I bought with fat with with the money I make. How long ago she sell that to you? Give that to you. This. This was first gift. This was the, the what she call it? Sweetening the sugar on the top of the cake. So where on the map exactly were your lands at, buddy? Uh, he pats himself. He goes, I know carry map. Do you have map? Defibrious will take out a, a rough map of the area. Looking around on the map, he points at the mine that had all the slaves in it that you dealt with earlier. Oh, I know that place. They say it valuable. I, I laugh at them. It was valuable. It all dirt with ugly, ugly dirt in it. But they wanted, so I was smart. I read book from Noble. It say if someone want, you take them hand over leg. Wait, foot. No. Fist? Yes, hand over fist. You do realize that you got swindled, right? Swind- what is swindled? 
cheated. I not get cheated. I get paid. Yeah. But I got king's ransom in money. I'm going to travel and gamble and, and be fancy man. You could have been a fancy man keeping that and selling the ore out of it. What is ore? The stuff that makes weapons, armor, house stuff, you know. Eh, that means I had stay. I did not stay. I want to travel. I travel. Do you have the... Do the? Did she give you a document stating that you sold it to her? He begins to pat himself down and he pulls out a very legal-looking document. May I? Please. The figures will go over the document. It seems like it is pretty standard, but you do notice one thing that is odd. He wasn't kidding when he said that he took them hand over fist. He is making, he made more money than they would have gotten from the ore itself if they would have used paid workers. Wow, that's, I think, the first legal document I've, re I've gotten out of there that's been legitimate. He goes, I smart. He pats himself down and pulls out a book that in common basically is being a nobleman for dummies. I read book. <laughs> page to page. Front to back. I still learned some of the, the the more colorful phrases that humans use. But I learned to gamble, too. I've made much money on flight already. A question is the mines. Did the, he did they did he sell the mines to the to the short short round bolt family or to her? He sold it to the family, but she was the one that signed for it, which she has your brother's last name. They were legally married. Defibula still can't understand that. Well, um, just a little FYI, buddy, you might want to take the tag off your shirt. He goes, "Oh, I not no." I embarrassed. He pulls it off and crumples it up and throws it into a nearby trash can. Just remember, if you ever want to do any business with the Shortbolt family, mm, keep me in mind. Are you Shortbolt? Yep, I'm the heir. Of the I uh, kind of run the place now. I am Bakla. Nice to meet you. I am Fancy Orc. Yes? <laughs> Baklava? You are the fanciest orc I've ever seen. He is Baklava. He is Baklava? Baklava. <laughs> I think you broke him! I love baklava, that's my favorite. <laughs> Especially the pistachios. Well, it spelt it, it, it spelt, it almost looked like baka, the way I spelt it. <laughs> I am idiot, baka. <laughs> I am idiot. I am an idiot dessert. Oh no, there's an there's idiot, there. baka baklava? Yeah. I am baka, baka baklava. <laughs> I am an idiot dessert. I'm going to now change his name so he has the last name. Baklava. All right. <laughs> Baka Baklava. No, it, it is Baka Baklava. Yep. His name tag is now changed to Baka Baklava. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Oh, I love it. Defusa, you are the fanciest orc I think I've ever met. So, yeah, you're doing good. Thank you. I now need to find shoes that fit properly. These are killing my feet. But I told my halfling friend that they are the fanciest of shoes. But they hurt a lot. Why do people wear shoes? I don't know. I, I got some really fancy bear bear boots that I like. Did you kill the bear to get? No, I didn't have to kill the bear. I, I purchased these from someone. Ah, just as good. I am going to now have this feast. I bid you a fun, fun vu. Wait, dadu. Farewell. That's it. Taking a very large heaping plate of food, he finds a table and begins to eat. You do notice that he literally is eating with a fork and a knife 
and his pinkies are out. Even though he is trying to eat things that you wouldn't need a fork and knife for. Like a sandwich. Bless his heart. The most fanciest orc I've ever met. <laughs> half orc. Half orc. He's not full orc. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> the fibula's uh, in complete awe of, the, of his half orc. This fancy half orc. He's going to go get tell Kalila to check out he's using a, f a fork and a knife. And now on to Clyde. Clyde. What would you like to do? Um, I am actually gonna just walk around as I have been, um, taking sides, taking in the different people, what they look like, you know, different conversations. It's a, it's much different. Um, here you have uh, a variety of guests. Some are too hoity-toity. Some are okay to talk to. Some. You know, so it's a different atmosphere that we will be enclosed in for a specific period of time. So making mental notes of the people I see um, for like the, the basis of um, remembering who is um, orienting with who, who does not like what type of deals, just making like a, a, a mental list of who they are, what they do. Um, who they interact with for that, you know, just-in-case scenario that might come up at any time. All right. Then I need a perception check. Uh, 20. As you walk around, you notice that Golcat seems to be eyeing the elf female in a... I guess you would say it. it's more of the... Like, he is trying to place where he knows her from. As you continue on, you start to see the elf male, Volin, is sitting at one of the comfier couches with the human female in his lap. She is sitting and giggling as they are sharing a drink. The halfling that is sitting near the window seems to be shuffling a deck of cards over and over again. Okay. So is Clyde just standing there like a statue, just watching people? No, I'm just walking around. Oh, like, I'm okay. Making, I'm walking or like completely around um probably to the point where some people might actually think i'm part of the security what's <laughs> literally making making a, a, making a walking path a security check path yeah all right well on what probably would naturally be his like given time that has elapsed uh like the fourth or fifth lap it'll just be clyde motion him over here to the bar I will come over to the bar and say, yes. Why don't you sit down? I think you're wearing in a path. All the better to see people with. You know, I've seen automatons deviate from paths more than you have, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about this place makes me feel uneasy. Could it be that you've never flown before? Honestly, I feel more likely because I don't have the gifts of my goddess. Like, I don't have my sword. I don't have shield that has her presence on it. I think that's partially what makes me feel uneasy. I have a solution. God. God. Oh. The Fibrius will pick up a spoon, hand it to, hand it to my, bless this, and you will now have yourself a holy weapon. 
I wish that's how it worked, but it doesn't. <laughs> okay, well, I bless it. So there, now you have a holy weapon. You don't believe in gods. Shh. Paladin, are you yourself not a weapon of your goddess? Um, instinctually, yes, but I have certain traits that were gifted by my goddess that makes my weapon more of a force of my goddess than even my own self. Well, I tried. Kalila would accept my spoon of destroying. I'll take it, and she'll hold out her- I would too, yeah, but- (laughs) See, they agree. Okay, actually, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. What happened was, is both Kalila and- Faye both stuck their hand out to accept the spoon, the blessed spoon of Defibulus. Being that the spoon is so popular, Defibulus will pick up another one, say he blessed yes. it, and hand Sweet. one to each of them. Kalila <laughs> will take the blessed spoon. <laughs> and then tank it next to Faye, like, cheers. Oh, by the way, guys, that is the fanciest half-orc I have ever seen. Kalila will look up and watch the half-orc for a second. Are you supposed to have your pinkies up while you eat? I thought that was only for drinking. I don't know, but he was taking a knife and a fork to his sandwich. So is that a yes? Oh, you guys also remember that uh, iron mine that we we liberated? Yeah. That was his. Wait, what? He sold it to my brother and his wife and made actually hand over fist money on it. Wow. Small world. I mean, he took my brother to the cleaners on that one. Yeah, the the pinky is in the air, um, so it doesn't touch certain things because that's what you use your um, pinky and your thumb to uh, use for spices on things. Um, also, with it's usually only up in the air for wine glasses um, because some wines are more temperament to heat and temperature control. Just like gunpowder. So minus one heat of a pinky. I did not know that it was measurable. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> no, the, the it's not the heat. It's 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 because you keep that clean and away from everything because the spices are usually in a communal bowl that you pick up. So that one never touches anything else. So it's not dirty. Oh, I meant the wine glass because you said for heat. Yeah. Then you only use like your thumb and your forefinger. Okay fancy talk. But either way, Kalila's just gonna be like, wait, so you're supposed to try and cut what you're eating with your pinkies in your, in, like, and she's just making the motions of pretending to hold a fork and a knife and have her little pinky claws up and not understanding how this works. <laughs> no, you touch the things that the servants have touched as little as possible. The servants are considered unclean. Kalila's just gonna look at her paws going, I don't have any dirt on my paws. You are not. What they have touched becomes unclean, so you touch it as little as possible. <laughs> I think you have a speck on that one. <laughs> she investigates a claw. Never said you did. This is not the first time she's been, not actually accused, of having dirty feet. Uh, if it, this will never get old. <laughs> we broke him. <laughs> so now that there's a half-orc that is much fancier than Kalila, clearly, and better mannered. He also uh, thought my boots were swanky, too. They are very fetching. And she goes, you do have nice boots. I do. As you guys enjoy the atmosphere of the Murdoch, you start to notice that the sun is setting. And in this altitude, you get to see the brilliance of colors crossing the sky. The oranges into that faded blue. Lila's going to excuse herself to a window. As the sun slowly creeps down 
into the vast blue that is the ocean around you. Terry rings a bell, letting everyone know that the casino is switching to night mode and that most of the noisier games will be turned off, but all card games are still readily available. Would you guys like to adjourn to your rooms? I think I'm going to grab food first. Yeah, dinner and view. The Kalila's never seen the stars. She's how many more feet closer to the stars? Window. Oh, Tefibulous, she's like, all right, guys, you enjoy the lo- looks. I'm going to go grab a plate, swipe some food, and go back to my room to finish working on Hugan's armor. Oh, right, the armor. Kalila will grab a plate and follow Tefibulous. Because she's supposed to help him with the, the, the design of that. Bay and Clyde, are you adjourning to your rooms after meal? Correct. A light meal, one more drink, and um, probably go back to the room. Okay. As you all adjourn to your room and settle in for the smoothest night laying down in the most comfortable beds you have ever been in. We're going to end this episode here. The storyteller slowly closes his book and gives us a knowing nod. Well, me friends, it seems as if Clyde is untrusting of the strange human Golcat. Defibulous is in awe of all the strange new clockwork machines. Kalila is in awe of the beauty that surrounds her. And Faye. Faye just takes it all in. And that is all I have time for. For the moon is high and our time has come to an end. And as always, me friends, may the dice gods Bless your every role. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email whatthedicepod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 